What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Hot Genius Podcast. I'm really keen on today's episode. We're going to go over traits and personality traits as well as habits, I guess, um, of what will help us to love ourselves more. Um, These are the things that I developed over time that really, really helped me love myself. Of course, so many different moving parts when it comes to self-love. You know, it's not just a physical act. It's not just an emotion. It's the holistic element of it. But this episode is focusing mainly on the practical levels of self-love. Um, so we're going to go through the 15 that I've got here. We're going to just do, yeah, we'll go over 15 of them and each of them are going to have like a mini training, um, just to give us a really cool overview and just to get your, I guess, creativity juices flowing and to see what areas in your life you want to strengthen and want to trade in. So let's get into it. So number one, self-honesty over self-flattery. So with this one, I love it. I love it so much because if you had to ask me what is the most, like if we could only choose one trait or one habit, just one, um, and we couldn't have anything else that is going to create the biggest impact in your life. If you had to ask me what that one thing was, absolutely, I would say without hesitation, self-honesty. Self-honesty changed my damn life. Um, I, I did this by accident. I figured this out by accident. And as the years went on, I realized that it was a whole thing. But the way that I accidentally discovered this was that since I was very young, I've always been like a journaler, but when I was a kid, it was more like diary entries. And I found that every single time I was in my diary, I just was so easily able to be really honest with myself, especially as I got older. And I didn't just like to write. I loved to read back what I wrote. And I loved having this experience of, whoa, like this freedom of like, you know, confessing, you know, all these things that I wouldn't tell anyone else and the freedom it gave me and the awareness it gave me that I look back now and I owe a lot of that to why I was able to be like pretty wise at such a young age, right? Um, It was self-honesty. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized that, you know, self-honesty and diary entries turned into shadow work before I knew what shadow work was. And and I just realized that every single time I was honest about myself, everything changed for me. And I stopped focusing on self-flattery, you know, and and just, just saying things to buff up my ego. And I started to focus more again on doing the uncomfortable things and having really deep and honest conversations with myself. And, and I developed this method, this method called the confession box method. And I teach this in the academy, the SIM Academy, Self Image Mastery Academy, because it is just such a powerful tool. Um, creating this safe space of within yourself, um, it just pen to paper, knowing that no one's ever going to read it and just really saying things that you don't have to pressure yourself to take action on. It really can change the game for you. So I just wanted to share that when you can truly be honest with yourself and, and also release the pressure of having to do something about that honesty, um, everything can change for you because the bravest act of self-love again is self-honesty. If you can be honest with yourself and realize that love, self-love doesn't always feel good, right? Then everything can change for you because I believe that most of us know how to love ourselves because we know how to love other people. 
Um, And if we can do that, it's just a matter of understanding and having awareness of what self-love can feel like. And one of those things, like I said, is self-honesty. So that's number one. Number two is personal responsibility over blame. I don't know about you, but I was so victim-y for so many years, right? Um, And it wasn't until I decided to truly go on a very long adventure, (laughs) it did not happen overnight, a very long adventure of practicing radical personal responsibility and release blame thanks to my year 11 therapist. Well, he was my youth worker, but he was a therapist as well. And I'm telling you right now, this is how we are powerful. We become powerful when we can practice personal responsibility and let go of blame for good, you know, because the biggest act of, I guess, happiness and and being in control of your life, it comes from its shadow counterpart, you could say. It's not even shadow. And it's being responsible for every inch of your life, you know, and if we can practice and cultivate personal responsibility and we can just trade that in for blame, no more blame, let's throw blame out the window um, and really take your time in mastering this, then self-love can become something that is even more accessible to us. Yeah, that's number two, personal responsibility over blame. Number three, decisiveness over options. So I used to be someone who... (laughs) Maybe it's the ADHD in me, but I was obsessed with having options and constant access to possibilities. You know, I was a little bit of like a possibilities whore. (laughs) And it wasn't until I realized that that's why I was so imbalanced in my masculine feminine energy, you know, and I decided to cultivate decisiveness, which is really, you know, the, the positive side of masculine energy. And when I was able to let go of the fact that I needed so many possibilities and options to keep me stimulated, when I just let that go and I got good at grounded and neutral energy and almost borderline boring, um, getting comfortable with that stability, um, let me tell you, I was able to love myself and like in a way that I've never been able to, like decisiveness really hit different. Um, it made me feel really in control and really balanced within myself. So decisiveness over options slash possibilities. Number four, intentional planning over messy lists. So again, I don't know about you, but me and my messy list, like I used to have like, what, no shit, 80 different to-do lists in different places. I'd have them on my phone. I'd have them in a notebook. I'd have them you know, in a piece of paper somewhere and have them on a post-it note. Like they were just everywhere, you know, and it was my little way of, you know, trying to be organized and stuff like that. But really it was just me um, being anxious and anxious that I was going to forget something. And it, and it wasn't intentional. It was just a mess, you know, and it wasn't until I really challenged myself to practice restraint and impulse control where I would focus more on being intentional in my planning, did everything change for me, you know? And I decided to keep all of my, you could say, lists in one spot. I used to be like really old school and do everything on paper. And then I traded that in for like just digital. Um, and I'm, I'm still learning this, by the way. All of these traits are things that I, that I 
I develop, I'm still developing. So I have the foundations of it. Some things I'm better at than others, but I'm always working on them, always strengthening each muscle, right? But I'm serious. Like when we have intentional planning um, and and how I do that is I give myself, instead, I, instead of messy lists everywhere, I create a brain dumping space as its own thing. A brain t- dumping space where I just let out everything on my mind and I give myself that permission to make it a mess, right? And I just write next to it, like permission to make a mess. But after I do this, again, keeping it in the same place from here, I then create intentional planning. I create more structure where I have like a yearly to-do list where it's intentional. It's not just random shit, random ideas that I don't actually want to do that. It was just like, you know, you know, sometimes you have a passing thought and that's all it needs to be. You know, it's learning how to, you know, differentiate between that and not having, um, not being an ideas whore either, right? Or being um, greedy with ideas and stuff. It was getting really clear on what the what was important to me as opposed to just wanting to collect every idea possible, you know, um, and then never executing. So when I traded that in, everything changed for me as well. Like I just became like productive isn't even the word. Like, I don't think you understand <laughs> like my level of productivity. Like I'm not saying it doubled like I'm not being dramatic yet. Like I would say 20 X, like no fucking shit. 20 X, like 20 times more productive, right? That's it. Insane. You know, um, absolutely can, t- it, it is it. <laughs> Intentional planning over messy lists. Number five is emotional regulation over venting. Oh, I love this one. Okay, I got to tell you a quick story about this one. So, where do we begin? Hmm. Okay, I'd say this was such a long time ago. I can't even believe. So, I think it was in 2014. It's been 10 years, right? Um, 10 years ago, it was New Year's Eve. Okay, I still remember it like it was yesterday. And that's when I first started New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know what? I'm not just going to make a resolution. I'm actually going to keep it. I'm not going to be part of that statistic of, you know, 98% of people, you know, fail their new year's resolution within the second week. I'm like, nah, that's not going to be me. I'm going to commit. And I did. And I never looked back by the way. And this was my resolution 10 years ago. My resolution was, so I used to like always like vent, obviously 10 years ago at the time recording this. So I was 18 cause I'm 28 now. Um, I was still in my late teens, right? And so I would vent a lot on Facebook. Um, And if I wasn't just venting on Facebook, I was just a venter. And I was an emotional dumper. Um, And I told myself from here on out, every single time I have the urge to write a Facebook status where I'm like emotionally dumping or complaining or playing victim or um, something like that, I'm going to actually write um, a post so I opened up, I started like a Facebook um, sort of group where I'm used it as a blog, right? Um, I'm going to trade in every single post and I'm going to transmute that into advice and an advice piece. So as, as an example, if I was feeling really like lost or something or really depressed about a situation with a friend or whatever else, when I would have the urge to talk shit about it, <laughs> where I would normally like write like a passive aggressive fucking Facebook status, you know, back in the days, um, I would actually channel that emotion and I would, I still remember it like it was yesterday. I'm getting like freaking chills. Um, I would channel my own emotions, but then I'd channel like what I, what advice I needed to have in that moment. And 
if you don't know me, before I'm anything else, my my heart and soul will always be writing. I'm a writer, okay? And I use that to my advantage because every single time I channel this part of me or I'm like, give me advice, like I'm going to write a, a blog, you know, to support someone who would be feeling exactly the way I'm feeling. And I would write an amazing post and I regulated my emotions from doing that. You know, I didn't understand at the time that that's what I was doing, but I accidentally um, was regulating my emotions. You know, I was expressing how I felt, but I wasn't doing it in a destructive, yeah, destructive way. I was doing it in a constructive way and I wasn't even making it about me anymore. I was making it something that was inspiring for others long story short, um, is that that blog ended up, you know, gaining a thousand, um, members in that group. Cause that's how it rolled back then. That's how I did it. Um, and I was reaching my, my writings were reaching people all across the world. And I know a thousand people is not much, but like for an 18 year old who wasn't like really good at like technology and shit like that, like that was awesome. Right. What a win. Anyway, that blog was called Ascendance to Peace. And I ended up writing um, a book based on all those blogs that I've that is now no longer available for purchase, but that's a separate story and I'm on a tangent. My bad. Okay. So my point is, by the way, since then, I've never looked back. I never write anything, um, I guess, that's emotionally dumping. And it taught me how to not emotionally dump in general. And it was just the best thing I ever did. And so when I say trade stop venting and emotionally regulate. I don't just mean, you know, emotionally regulating in like one way. It's whatever way works for you. Now for me, it's not writing as much. Like I still write, I still definitely do that, but it's more like emotional regulation in general. So for me, because I'm obviously more aware of emotional regulation now than I was 10 years ago, for me now, it's simply just feeling my emotions. Like I don't have to go through a whole freaking writing process now. I can do it, you know, within 90 seconds now. Um, but it doesn't matter how we do it. I'm just saying that the important part here is to choose emotional regulation over venting slash emotional dumping. Because when you can do this, this isn't just a brave act of self-love. You know, this is you learning how to become more emotionally intelligent and more control over your life and being a really good friend and and partner and everything else, you know, and it will truly support you in ways that I really just can't do justice just through my words. I think you just need to go for it. You need to do it. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I've decided that instead of sharing all the 15, I'm going to do a part two of this. What do you think? What do we think? I think that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. (laughs) So we're going to do... No, that's it. I'm just going to share those five with you today. Um, I think that that's juicy. And I just realized if there's 15, I'm going to do three parts. So this is part one. Then we're going to do a part two and then a part three. How fun. I love this for us. So just to recap today's episode, choose self-honesty over self-flattery. Number two, choose personal responsibility over blame. Number three is choose decisiveness over options and possibilities. Number four is choose intentional planning over messy lists. (laughs) Number five, the last one for today's episode is choose emotional regulation over emotional dumping or venting. Ah, how amazing. If you can just focus on these five traits and really, really even just practice one for the next week, 
see what happens to you. Obviously, pick the one that resonates to you the most. Maybe the one that screamed at you during this episode. Do that one, boo. You do that one. Um, that made no sense. You do that one. <laughs> um, just remember that self-love, it's not always supposed to feel good. And that, in fact, it sort of, sort of hurts most of the time, just a little bit, you know? And that's totally fine. Um, sending you so much love. Don't forget to share this episode with someone you know is going to benefit from it. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you being a listener to the show. If you've listened to this show since it began, um, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And if you're new here, welcome. Welcome to the gang. So hello, don't be shy. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Christina Modafari or the, the podcast's Instagram, which is at Hot Genius Society. Um, once again, I love you so much. Thank you for being here and I'll see you next week. Bye.